4: Uh, well, hello, friends. It is Powerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, the day before Thanksgiving. And of course, deepest sympathies to the family and friends of the city worker killed in the snow removal efforts uh, in, in Buffalo. Just a, a terrible, terrible story. And getting back to the uh, snowstorm that we had, many of you in the very hard hit areas where the uh, snow band decided to hang out for a while, you have issues with snow on your roof and whenever i think about roofing i think of my friend otherwise known as the man in black uh dan rott with william c rott and son and uh, dan thank you very much uh, for joining us always a pleasure sir
2: Thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate it. I, I have bought some other colors of
4: suits now, though. Well, that was following the conversation I had with your dad, <laughs> I, I believe. Exactly. But I just <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. for the record, Dan, no matter how many suits you buy, and I know this from personal experience, you're not going to be able to keep up with Booker. I don't think I've ever seen him wear the same suit twice.
2: Oh, no. I I love his suits. Uh, I wish I could afford those suits. I don't know. He affords so many
4: uh Uh, interesting looking suits. (laughs) Well, I buy them for him. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Dan Rott, first of all, um, just out of curiosity, have you guys and others in the roofing industry locally been receiving a lot of phone calls from people with some severe problems after the heavy and wet and voluminous snow that came down?
2: We actually have... uh I don't know of any collapses. Uh, We obviously are having a lot of leaks every time we get a lot of snow. The thing uh, my one girl told me is we're getting a lot of gutters falling off. And the thing with the gutters is uh, a lot of times it's not just the gutters. It'll take off the fascia board, the trim, things like that. And In fact, I've met several customers that had their car totaled in the driveway with a gutter coming down.
4: Oh, good Lord. Um, And for those who may not be mechanically inclined, why are the uh, gutters and the fascia boards so susceptible to this kind of heavy snow?
2: Well, uh, the last storm, I don't know the stats on this storm. The storm before, I think in 2014, the weight was like six pounds a cubic foot, which doesn't necessarily seem a lot until you add it up. That, like five feet on an average roof, weighs like 35 ton, and most of the roofs were actually only designed to handle about 30 tons, and that's at five feet, not six or seven. Um, but uh, the other problem is in the old days, most of the houses, they were built with one-by-six fascia board, and they had eight-penny nails, and they've been up there for 50 years rusting. And then in the other thing in the old days, we used spike and furrows, and uh, most guys don't hit the rafters, so you know, it pulls the fascia
4: board off and uh, takes everything with it. Wow. Dan Rott is with us from William C. Rott & Son, talking a little bit about uh, roofing to start off uh, today's program. The calls that you have received, um, have they been in the areas that we've been mentioning, have been the high snow areas such as Orchard Park and Hamburg, South Chickdawaga Waga, Lackawanna and Marilla, Wales, Elma, and I'm sorry if I'm leaving out your town, but ha- has it pretty much followed the pattern of the snow?
2: Uh, it is definitely heavier in those areas, but even a foot of snow, if the roof is susceptible, will leak. I just did get a call today from a customer, uh very likable guy down in Angola. He, uh, he had, in 2014, I think he had 14 feet of snow, and we used 15 feet of really high-end ice shield on the thing. And, uh, you know, this stuff has a failure rate of zero. Mm. And... um so this, he had extra snow went beyond the 15 feet <laughs> up the roof. I mean, you know, and the ice weighs 90 pounds a cubic foot. So, uh, you know, one gutter can weigh three, four, five thousand pounds of ice. You know, if if it gets up the roof far enough, you know.
4: Good heavens that's uh, amazing and uh, the, the the calls that you've received have followed that uh, belt and and band of snow that uh, so many people are familiar with by now because they're still digging out.
2: Yeah yeah they uh, they're telling me that we haven't got as many calls as the last storm I don't know the one thing that might be a factor in this is the temperature rising above freezing. Uh, so the stuff starts to melt. Uh, where where the biggest problem happens, actually, is where the temperature is just below freezing, but the house heat melts the snow, and it goes down the edges. And as I think in, uh, I don't know, yesterday or the day before, you were talking about the down further, the snow weight is heavier, the, the damper it gets, you know?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, and uh, if you put the uh, heavy weight on, uh, and keep it up there. So if the temperature is below 30, but the house is melting it, uh, then it builds up and backs up, and that's that's where we can get hundreds and hundreds of calls. Um, and we, you know, well, even now, we we need five, 10 more guys now. But of course, we've needed them for
4: months. Yeah, you uh, so you and that. you and everybody else. No poaching employees, Dan. Uh, Dan Rott is with us on News Radio 930 WB. And what he's talking about, meteorologist Andy Parker actually showed this on his social media accounts. But the surface snow was kind of light and fluffy snow. The stuff in the middle was more of the snowball-packing snow, and the stuff at the bottom was more of a slush because of the temperature of the ground. Because not that long ago, we were at 80 degrees in western New York, and then the snow came down. So uh, you took, basically, we we had so much snow that it was possible for Andy Parker to demonstrate the different types of snow that you had in your driveway during this one particular storm um Dan I I know that you're not like uh, a safety guy in terms of the general public but uh do you have any personal thoughts on people getting up on their own roofs to take care of the snow
2: yeah I do I don't I always advise people not to do it you know I uh I did roofing full-time for seven years, and I fell off of uh, a lot of roofs.
4: Um, that, explains, I, uh, that explains a lot, then. That's just well,
2: i I woke up in an ambulance, and they said I was okay because I landed on my head, and I have a thick skull. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right, I'm not touching that. No, I'm not even going near that one.
2: No, but actually, you- uh, we send our guys out in twos because it's extremely dangerous. You know, it's so easy to fall, slide off the roof. The other thing, we did a, we did a lady out in Hamburg a last storm. Our guys were all buried, and our ceiling was starting to crack, and her husband was disabled. So we drove out there right after the driving ban. We barely made it. And climb on the roof, it's, you know, basically, you know, uh, five feet high. And uh, we shoveled for two hours. Then I slid off the roof, <sighs> a pile of snow. Is that that we got off was ten feet high, and my immediate fear was suffocation in uh, in the snow pile that I just shoveled. So yeah, no, I definitely don't recommend. Uh, uh, it's not worth the risk, you know.
4: No, I'll leave it to the professionals. If you can find somebody who will uh, who will come out and do that.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. We uh, unfortunately, well, I, I'm, I'm sure everybody has shortages in labor, and ours is pretty severe this year. Uh, you know, r- roofing is really hard work. So it's tough to get. To, we we well, we got to pay crazy money nowadays just to get the guys to work.
4: Dan Rott is with us, William C. Rott and Son. And let me just ask you a really stupid question. Uh, but I'm no. kinda, yeah, I'm known for that. You can. <laughs> but what <laughs> what causes a roof to leak? What are, what are the big causes of leaking roofs?
2: Uh, well, basically what it is, is the house heat goes through the insulation and warms up the attic's, uh, the roof surface, then um, goes and down to the bottom where if it's below freezing, then it'll freeze. But if it's, uh, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, temperature below freezing outside and uh, uh, it keeps melting and melting and building that ice hunk and then Uh, I don't know if you asked the solutions on that basically are more insulation and more overhang ventilation, more roof ventilation, ridge vents, but there's a lot of problems with a lot of houses that have have like slanted cathedral ceilings, especially old Cape Cods where you can't. Insulate, ventilate properly. Well,
4: look, roofing, and we we've talked about this for many many years. Roofing is something that uh, I don't think should ever be scrimped upon. If you are a homeowner, especially if you plan on being there for a while, that is so important to the overall integrity of your home. Dan, how can people who aren't roofing experts know when their roof is about to collapse? Are there warning signs, or does it happen all at once?
2: Well. Uh, One of the things that we saw a lot in the last storm, we we had some collapses, but what what we ran into mostly, actually, was rafters cracked. And as you may know, the standard old code until 2003 for New York State was 2 by 6 rafters. But what would happen is is a lot of times there would be a knot uh, in the wood, you know, at the edge or in the middle or something like that. And at the knot point, why the wood left was only like 4 inches, so at the knot it would crack so we had guys um especially sort savvy customers cuz we have a lot of savvy customers and they um uh you know they got the insurance company to pay for replacement the problem is is that you know um believe it or not the new houses today are built much, much stronger than almost anything in the old days. There are 2 2x10 and 2x12 rafters. Uh, so taking a look up in your attic is obviously not a bad idea, you know. Uh, and the steeper the roof, the less problems. The lower the slope, the more problems. So in a, in a situation, you know, you might want to keep, a, uh, you know, if it's really loaded up in those 6, 7-feet areas, maybe even 5 feet, uh, move. Out of a big, giant, open room into smaller rooms, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. Does, does it uh, again? Do, do do people get warning though, or are there like the sound of creaking uh, boards or the sound of cracking before things go?
2: Um, I I have heard a little bit of that, but I, I actually have not been involved in. Uh, you know, I, I I actually can only remember uh, two or three collapses. You know. Uh, and generally, you know, a lot of these things, they don't completely come down all the way. Um, so, um, it's, it's, uh, so, so I'm, I'm not heavily, I haven't been involved with too many situations where it just completely, uh, caved in the whole house or anything like that. It'll usually be, you know, an overhang or a garage or a shed or, you know, some small part rather than the whole house.
4: Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, well, and then I don't. I haven't heard any reports of this during this storm, but then you've got the, the snow that will pile up in a tree that is old and ready to go anyway. And the weight of the snow brings the tree down right on top of the roof. Obviously, there's no missing that when that happens.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've had, i had I have had a bunch of those. As a matter of fact, I got a, one right now, um, an older gentleman and uh, it that that The tree basically came through his living room roof, and um, uh, the
4: insurance company's giving this guy a really hard time, and I'm, you know... (laughs) Why? I mean, why uh, we pay homeowner's insurance? Why would they possibly be giving this guy a hard time?
2: Yeah, yeah, especially at his age. You know, the insurance companies are completely different, although in this case, FEMA will help out much more, you know. Uh, and then there's different levels of insurance. You know, there's, uh, you know, a lot of people in the old days, I used to buy the cheapest insurance, and needless to say, now at my age, I don't just like not buying the cheapest roof because, obviously, you know, something that important to buy cheap and necessary is not too smart.
4: No, uh, absolutely. Now, keep going. You're you're going to say something.
2: Um, so, um you know uh, it's not like the old days the old days you know you put in many claims as you want you know you'd pay a 100 dollar deductible nowadays you know most people are a 1000 dollar deductible and the insurance companies basically it's not uncommon that for them to pay half the bill um, or what they do is they have these national manuals they all have them computer manuals and they pay based on the cheapest contractor out there so what you know, my homers will do is they'll they'll realize the reality of today's world with the insurance company, and they'll they'll take the money the insurance company gets, and then they'll put in the difference because they don't want a garbage roof put back on. You know, even if the insurance company won't pay for all of it.
4: Dan, is there anything that uh, you want to say, given your many years of uh, building roofing and, uh, and and being involved in the roofing business, anything that I didn't specifically ask you that you think it's important to get out there in terms of uh, information?
2: Well, you know, one of the things that I saw in the last storm was uh, you could look around the neighborhood, and if, 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 if we get a lot of snow and ice and ice back up, And you look at your neighbor's houses, the ones one year I noticed every other house had icicles to the ground and then every other house had two, three foot icicles. It was like so you could tell the houses that were poorly insulated and poorly ventilated by the size of the icicles. So um, basically and uh, so you could dramatically reduce the stress uh, because the ice on the edges is. Uh, you know, you know we have like very few collapses, but we, you know, it's nothing to have 50 gutters come down in one of these storms and take roof edges, hmm. gutters, spaceship board, all the trim, and all that stuff can get expensive. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's one thing. You take a look in your attic. You take in in the bad storms. Take a look at the snow and ice on your house and your neighbors, and you know, see if see if you're one of those people that have a lot of extra ice. Forming, And then pursue, you know, uh, more insulation, the proper insulation because everything you do, there's even today, you know, there's a lot of well-meaning people doing things wrong.
4: Unfortunately, Dan, I know that you guys are really busy, and I know, like everybody else, uh, you have a, a a staffing crunch. Do you want to give out the phone number for William C. Rott and Son? If you do, uh, go ahead.
2: Oh, absolutely. I appreciate that very much, Sam. Yes, six nine four eight two two zero. Yeah, we uh, we are uh, we wherever we have. Well, we've been doing two three thousand dollar sign staged. Signing bonuses for quite a while, and uh, we uh, we we still have a lot of people, but you know we uh, we do a pretty healthy volume, so um, you know we we definitely need more. So, as right. you say, seven one six six nine four eight two two zero, and should I do it the third time like you?
4: No, well, I'll, I'll put it on Facebook, but <laughs> you can do it a third time like I do. Go ahead, I can take it. I'm a big boy. <laughs>
2: Well, you're a pro at marketing, and honestly, your endorsement's one of the best.
4: 694-8220. I beat you to it. 694-8220. Now, that's the number people can call not just for help, but also to apply for a job. Exactly. Well, Dan Rott, I uh, thank you very much. I appreciate your time, and uh, the next shot is on me.
2: I uh, highly appreciate your uh, asking me, Tom.
4: All right, Dan, thanks very much. Dan Rott from William C. Rott & Son. The phone number again is obviously area code 716-694-8220. 694-8220. And uh tell you, they did my roof back in 03 or 04, and... Uh, <laughs> It looks as good as it did today. They put it on and finished it. It's amazing. Anyway, 227 at News Radio 930 WBEN. I hope that answered some of your questions. It is Bowerly for Rosex Vacuums.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: bills make me wanna shout, kick your heels up and shout, throw your hands up and shout, throw your head back and shout, come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout, yeah, 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 yeah. Say you will. Shout it right now, baby. Say Come on, come All on, right, I think we all know the rest of that song. And, of course, uh, tomorrow the Buffalo Bills take on the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Familiar ground for the Buffalo Bills. And a whole bunch of Bills fans, as you might imagine, have made their way to Motown. And one of them um, is right in the middle of it all. And I can see that on Life 360. Uh, joining us is uh, Gregory Booker Wells. Booker, how you doing? Booker, Shizzle. yeah hey shizzle okay so tell first of all i was kind of shocked that you were t- taking a bus to detroit tell us how raucous and rowdy the bus trip was where did you leave from how long did it take all that kind of stuff
0: we left from uh orchard park near o'neill's near the stadium and uh, we had two uh large charter buses luxury buses very nice um it was kind of rowdy rowdy, and of course I had my crown piece to get people going.
4: Oh, jeez. <laughs>
0: wiggle, wiggle.
4: <laughs>
0: and of course I checked in first.
4: Well, naturally. Rooftop
0: so, luxury.
4: Oh, rooftop luxury. Check you out. Um, so
0: I'm with a dude.
4: <laughs> <laughs> with a dude. Uh,
0: all right. That's, uh, that's great. We'll, we'll be t- You're with who? I'm with my buddy Marty Corolla.
4: Oh, so of course you got luxury uh, rooftop. All right. Uh Booker is here with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. What was the mood on the bus like Booker because you have gone to uh, a few games as you always do every single year and at the beginning of the year obviously there's a great deal of excitement. Uh, you came back from LA, you had a little welcoming committee at uh, the airport to welcome you right back. Job.
0: Appreciate that.
4: Indeed, has there been a shift in the mood on the bus uh, since the Bills' uh, recent struggles?
0: You know what? When I first got on the bus, it was a little, a bit morose. But as soon as I got on, everything cheered. Everybody cheered up. We start singing and yelling. I start distributing crown peach. It was all good. Everybody's happy to be here, man. Expecting a victory for sure. Uh, Did you guys go through Canada or did you go through the states? We had too many thugs to go through Canada. <laughs> I wasn't one of them. No, you were I was not. I Negro on the bus. <laughs> that's, that's
4: Booker, man. That's uh, Gregory Booker Wells on News Radio, Dude, that almost got us in trouble in Canandaigua. Come on. Yeah, you're
0: right about that. Wiggle,
4: wiggle. <laughs> uh, don't, don't crack me up here. Uh, so Book, Booker is with us. He's already checked into Detroit. Looking forward uh, to the game. So tell me something. The hotel at which you are staying, can you walk, like, through a tunnel in Detroit from the hotel to the stadium?
0: No, it's not a tunnel. But, dude, I'm looking at the stadium right now. It's a block. Wow. It's a block away, dude. And they got several bars in the vicinity, which I plan on visiting.
4: And very well enunciated, Booker. So, I Thank you so much. Indeed. So, God, let's... you know,
0: you know what I'm saying, bro.
4: <laughs> don't go <laughs> there. Don't, don't crank me up. Uh, Booker is with us on WB. Let's let's just talk about the uh, the Buffalo Bills, okay? Uh, as you look at the offense, dude, what is going on with Josh and the offense? As you analyze the situation,
0: you know what I'm going to say right now is he has spurts of greatness. And then he has brain farts. Unfortunately, I, I don't know if I can say fart on the radio.
4: Yes, but you, you can say fart. Fart is, is acceptable.
0: Okay. Uh, he has spurts of greatness. Then he has a brain fart. I'm hoping this game, from the beginning to the end, he has his spurts of greatness. But you, That's what I'm hoping.
4: You you know the psychology of these guys. You know the psychology of quarterbacks. How can somebody start off all-world and then regress so precipitously starting with the second half of the Green Bay game?
0: You know what? It's just been like six quarters. I'm, I'm very chagrined about that. But let me tell you, it's an emotional game. It's a mental game. And once you have, like, he had six interceptions in the red zone before the last game, it's in his head. It's got to be in his head. When I look at the guy, he looks like his eyes are glazed. God bless him. But he'll, he'll come back. He's going to be the quarterback we had. I think today or tomorrow he's going to produce three, four touchdowns.
4: Do you think the injury is uh, to, to his elbow is more serious than they're letting on?
0: Nope. I think the concussion he had is more serious than what they're letting on.
4: Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, but- yep. Uh, Gregory Booker Wells is uh, with us. And how uh, going into this game, uh, how do you now assess the defense? Obviously, the Buffalo Bills are still out some starters and then some.
0: Well, they're missing Russo. They're missing Kermaine Adams. Our defensive backfield has got some issues. We got, thank God, Poirier's back. And we got a great linebacker. He just got what do you get? NFL linebacker of the week. Um but the defensive backfield, they're playing soft, dude. They're 10 yards off the receivers. They're afraid to cover, man. So that hurts. And other teams are finding this out.
4: Uh, you're, you're, you're it's not
0: a good situation.
4: Somebody, Somebody's talking in the background. What are they saying?
0: That's Marty, third down. They got third down issues. Oh, oh, okay,
4: big time, big time. Because, you know, Booker, every time, and maybe I'll show age here, I go back to this first Super Bowl against the New York Giants, and I forget how many times it was third and long, but they just couldn't stop the Giants on third and long. And it's almost like every game now for the past, uh, what, three, four games – You're you're right. There's been a situation with third and long, and I always say, oh, great. Now they've got us exactly where they want us. Yep. Go back to
0: the Minnesota game. Jefferson makes that outstanding catch. Everybody makes outstanding catches against Buffalo. We're always on the NFL highlights, but it's the losing end, and it's the most outstanding catch of the day. You got lost, but it's against Buffalo. Really? Can, can you talk said anything about Diggs' great catch that game in Minnesota? That was a
4: terrific catch. Can, can you talk about impressed. the the progress and advancement of Matt Milano? Oh, he's a
0: bad boy. He he should be a Pro Bowler. I'm thinking he'll be a, a Pro Bowler um, when he's in the lineup. You you don't realize that last game he made several important plays. As did Poyer. It's a big difference when Poyer and Milano are in the lineup. He got a real he runs the plays in there he calls the plays in defensive scheme. So I'm looking forward to having Milano back in the lineup again. And I'm so happy Poirier's back in the lineup again. But I just hope they don't take advantage of our other defensive players, the corners in particular, and we need to get a better rush going on, too. Ed Oliver's a bad boy, but they're not sustaining a rush. They're not getting to the quarterback like they should be doing. I'm hoping they get to the quarterback tomorrow. Well, let's talk about that. Well, Let's talk about the Von
4: Miller situation. Is he living up to expectations?
0: You know what? Von Miller is on overdrive every play. He's just missing the guy. He is so just missing the guy at the end again. But I think he's up to his expectations. Um, t- tomorrow, I think he'll show out. I think he'll show out tomorrow. It's not because of lack of hustle, because the guy is hustling his butt off. If you watch the games, he's always hustling his butt off. And the other guys are making plays because they're doubling Von Miller.
4: Indeed. Anything uh, I did not ask you that you want to get in here, Mr. Booker?
0: You did not ask me if I'd rather be at the 33 speakeasy. <laughs> okay, but,
4: you know, here's it's, it's – here's, uh, I'm kind of curious uh, what – okay, you guys all went to Detroit, two charter buses in Detroit, and I'm sure people flew there, and I'm sure there's hundreds of other Buffalo Bills fans in Detroit. Aren't you going to miss getting together with friends and family for Thanksgiving?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, I missed that part about it, but I had arranged this trip, oodles and oodles, eight months ago, so I had to do it. I don't want to lose that money. I'm just a poor retired fireman. Yeah. Uh, Booker, thank you I could say something else, but we won't (laughs) Don't, don't, don't (laughs) Because we'll
4: both get cancelled Gregory, uh, Booker, Wells Thank you very much for joining us I I would would say hopefully we all feel like We're kind of part of the party In uh, Detroit And you'll have to keep a running tally Of all of the uh, various taverns You happen to uh, frequent
0: Oh, it's about to get busy We got the welcoming party in a couple of hours
4: all right. Well, I just want you to imagine that we're clinking glasses of crown peach right now. And what do we say?
0: Wiggle, wiggle with a shizzle, bizzle. This is how we do it. Wiggle, wiggle, this wiggle. This is how we do it. Wiggle, <laughs> wiggle, wiggle. wiggle. You got it. All
4: right. Uh, I will talk to you soon, my friend.
0: I love you, brother.
4: Love you too, man. I'll talk. Thanks. Thanks sir by Gregory Booker Wells on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN um and it, we talking about uh, going out with him we put pictures of it up on the uh, Bowerly and WBEN Facebook page but Booker mentioned he is a retired uh, Buffalo firefighter and a lot of companies were called into Western New York, uh, a lot of departments were called into Western New York under mutual aid. So we were out over the weekend, and a bunch of guys from Rochester came in, so we felt that it was our duty as ambassadors of Western New York to make sure that they were treated to some fine chicken wings. And the wing of choice was Cajun dry rub. And uh, they were very, very happy with their decision and uh, it was it was nice, frankly, to make the firefighters from Rochester. Did I say Detroit? I met Rochester. From, okay, I said, all right. Uh, they were from Rochester, New York, just so there's no uh, confusion. But it was very nice to uh, be able to do something nice uh, for them and uh, for those guys. And I wish we could have run into every firefighter and every other emergency person that was called in uh, on uh, a sudden basis because of the storm. But obviously, practically, that uh, cannot be done. It is uh, 248. Almost at News Radio 930 WBEN. Josh Schmidt is at Master Control. And uh, we, programming wise, uh, I will be off tomorrow. On Friday, it will either be your humble host or his brother uh, on the air on Friday from 2 to 6. We're going to take a wishbone, I think, tomorrow, and uh, we're going to see who who comes in tomorrow. Um, I have, or I'm sorry, who comes in on Friday. I have no issue uh, either way, one way or the other. but I'm not, are you uh, are you doing the Friday thing Josh? Oh, you're going to be here. That might be the uh, that might be the deal maker right there. Just saying. So, we've got uh, Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow, okay? And we talked a little bit about this with uh, David Bellavia as David Bellavia was wrapping up uh, his his program. But every year we we seem to get into this debate and every year people are very very passionate about how they do Their turkey. How they do their turkey. Now, a few years ago, I'm not sure exactly when this craze started, but people were into deep frying the turkey. Nothing like a deep fried turkey, they said. It is so crispy on the outside, and yet it is so deliciously tasty and uh, moist on the inside. It, it Yes, it's moist. Everybody's favorite word. Very moist on the inside. It's absolutely delicious. Now, some of us grew up with the turkey in the oven. And do you remember being a little kid and waking up on Thanksgiving morning and that incredible aroma of turkey, which permeated the house? Anybody remember that? It It is, especially when you are a kid it is a feeling and a sensation uh, to your senses like few other things. It There is a delicious aroma that turkey puts out, and you can imagine it right now. As I talk about it, you are imagining it. And way back when, in the 1960s, uh, I had two brothers, Dick and Bill. Bill is no longer with us, but every Thanksgiving morning, What they would do is set up little green army men and soldiers upstairs. The entire upstairs bedroom was taken up with a mock battle. I was not allowed to take part being the youngest of the family by many, many years. Can you say accident? Accident. So anyway, that's that's what they would do every Thanksgiving. But we were an oven-roasted turkey family. That is how it was done. And in our family, and maybe it was the same with yours, not only, but people love stuffing. Do you love stuffing? Yeah, who is there anybody out there who doesn't love stuffing? We loved stuffing so much that it wasn't only the stuffing that came out of the bird. It was We, we had to do extra stuffing on the stove top. Can't imagine what that stuffing was brand named. But we did it on the stovetop just to meet the incredible demand for stuffing. And then, of course, the side dishes. Some people love their sweet potatoes. I would not be one of them. Some people love their yams. Some people have got to have the cranberry. Uh, my tastes, personally, are very, very mundane. I when, I when I think about what I don't eat and what I do eat, it's kind of funny. And... Something has come to my attention, and this came up on uh, David Bellavia's show, and I don't know if this is a craze because of something that people saw on TV, I don't know if it's something that people have seen on the internet, but uh, I literally, and, and please don't hate me for this, I don't cook. I live alone. It would be a waste of time, resources, and energy for me to do a lot of cooking around the house. I have a kitchen which apparently is for show only. Seriously, I just don't cook. But brining a turkey, I had not heard, don't hate me for this, I had not heard about brining a turkey until today. It came up in a telephone conversation I had on the drive into work, and then it had come up on David Bellavia's show, and I kind of felt like a jerk because I mentioned the brining thing, and I didn't realize that somebody had brought it up uh, with David because I was on telephone calls pretty much from the time I woke up until the time I came on the air. But the uh, brining, uh, well, this is from uh, thekitchen.com, while not a required step in cooking a turkey, brining can take your bird from good to extraordinarily good. Why? Turkey is a relatively lean bird, particularly the breast meat, meaning that it doesn't have a lot of fat to help keep the meat from becoming dry and tough. Learn how to brine a turkey with our simple step-by-step recipe, and you'll never want to prep it any other way. Uh, Brine is a basic solution of water and salt. By giving our turkey a luxurious dunk in this solution, we can actually coax a bit more moisture and flavor into our meal before it's ready to roast. During brining, the turkey absorbs extra moisture, which in turn helps it stay juicy. Since the turkey absorbs salt, too, it also gets nicely seasoned. Even better, the salt breaks down some of the turkey's proteins, making it more tender. And there's there are entire websites devoted to brining a turkey, if you don't know how it's done. There are step-by-step guides. Now, uh, for some of us, <laughs> um, eating a fried turkey, not a good idea. Oh, look, I'll steal the occasional French fry. I'll have the occasional onion ring, but if I get a basket of onion rings, it's three onion rings for me, and then everybody else at the table gets what's left over because I got to watch the fatty food. The same thing with salt. If you got blood pressure issues, eh, probably not a real good idea to introduce extra sodium into your turkey. Now there, it came up again. We we're talking to David. The uh, tryptophan thing—that is um, an urban myth. It does not. There is not enough in there to make you tired. Okay, there is there is serotonin in turkey. There is also tryptophan, but it's not enough that it's going to knock you out. Some experts say that one of the reasons you are so tired after you have your Thanksgiving dinner is um, all the carbs that you eat. Is that true? Is it not true? Don't know that anybody has gotten a medical degree uh, by writing a piece on that particular part of uh, the human digestive system. But it is, uh, it is what it is. So, kind of curious uh, about how it is you do your turkey. And I, I want to ask something else, too, about turkey. Is there anybody out there in radio, in, in radio land, is there anybody out there who does not do turkey on Thanksgiving? Do you cook something else on Thanksgiving? Maybe you do lamb on Thanksgiving. Maybe that is your family tradition. Maybe you do roast beef. Maybe you do steak on Thanksgiving. This idea that we have to have turkey on Thanksgiving. It certainly is uh, an interesting one, but I don't. I, I wonder how many people still do it. Of course, vegetarians—they're uh, not going to do turkey on Thanksgiving. What do they? What do you have? Vegetarians? You have? Uh, is it tofru- uh, tofurky? Uh, uh, tofu? A tofurkey? It's tofu that kind of tastes like turkey. It's so the thing about tofu—you can make it taste like pretty much anything. Tofu. Uh, but what is there? Anybody out there who's got something other than turkey that they do up? And Pies. Pies. Would you rather have a pie for Thanksgiving or cake? Are you a pie person or a cake person? See, in our family, the only time we ever do pie is Thanksgiving. It's the only time you will see a pie anywhere near any of us personally I'd like to see some of the pie replaced with cake. I don't think you can go wrong with cake. I could be mistaken. Um, if you call now, it's going to be a few minutes on hold, so I'll try to help you out here. You can wait till a little bit after the uh, when, when the news is wrapping up, and you can give us a call at 803-0930. That's 803 803- 0930, star nine thirty on the cell phone one eight hundred six one six W B E N. And to you briners out there, tell me for how long have you been brining? What what got the brining turkey uh, phenomenon started? Need to know these things. Important slices
3: of life. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.